Well, it's been some time since I've had the opportunity, the privilege to speak with you here, and I'm so grateful to have this opportunity today. Today's gospel reminds me of a memoir that I read entitled Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus, A Devout Muslim Encounters Jesus. Now, given the provocative title, I thought it might help me to demystify a faith that others vilify and that I would learn something from someone else's spiritual journey. Nabil Qureshi's experience immediately reminded me of Nicodemus. He too came to Jesus by night. He too tinkered on the margins of Christianity seeking truth. And his journey taught me something about how our faith should be lived. Now curious about a faith that others had vilified to him, Nabil was drawn to Christ. Something deep in his heart beckoned Nabil to Jesus, just like it did Nicodemus in our gospel story. Now, despite the risk of losing family and friends and the status in his community, he willingly questioned his and his family's own Islamic belief. In the darkness of night, laden with apprehension and fear, the light beckoned Nabil forward. Now, on this second Sunday in Lent, on a day when we have the poignant anniversary of Bloody Sunday, we are invited to do some deep interior work. Just like Nabil and just like Nicodemus, to break ties with the familiar, to explore our beliefs, to pursue a deeper relationship with God and with others. And if we are to stretch the metaphor of this gospel a bit, a bit, we too come to Jesus this Lent in the darkness of the past few years where we have been suffering so much loss, isolation, fear, breakdown of so many things central to our own lives that our own bodies, minds, and spirits have become so weakened and maybe even brought us some doubt along the way. Yet, my friends, the light of Easter beckons us towards the light, beckons us forward. In today's gospel, John provides Nicodemus to lead the way, yet he tells us very little about Nicodemus. We know that he's a Pharisee, a member of the Sanhedrin, one of 70 men on the Supreme Jewish Council of chief priests, scribes, and elders. And as a leader, a powerful man in Jewish circles, Judaism was central to his beliefs, his way of life, his family, his relationships. Nicodemus's encounter with Jesus put him at great personal risk. Yet something deep in his heart moved him to emerge out of the darkness to seek Jesus. And understandably, in the story, he's not ready to fully commit. He hovers on the margins. 
He lurks in the shadows. He remains cautious and discreet, unwilling to risk his power, his prestige, and his relationships. Yet despite his hesitation, there is something genuine and heartfelt about this encounter. It's as if Jesus is extending his hand in outreach and Nicodemus is desiring to accept it. Yet the experience seems to leave Nicodemus confounded. Much like the events of the past few years have left me, and I'm sure you, confounded, searching for understanding. As he questions Jesus, Nicodemus is seeking empirical evidence. He wants fact, confirming facts that Jesus is God. He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Now, all Jesus had to do was give a simple answer. Tell Nicodemus, yes, that's true. But not surprisingly, Jesus doesn't respond as expected. He uses the moment very brilliantly to teach Nicodemus about faith. And Nicodemus doesn't immediately know what to make of it. Jesus' response is confusing and vague. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. The spirit gives birth to spirit. You must be born again. Now, this is the moment where most, including me, including Nicodemus, would be rolling our eyes and wanting to say the Jesus really prayer that was taught to me by a patient really recently. It goes like this, Jesus, really? <laughs> now, obviously, we know that we can't be born again physically. And yet these are powerful and charged words that Jesus uses with all sorts of connotations for us in our present time. Yet Jesus' words are theologically rich, if not provocative. He challenges Nicodemus in this moment to do some interior work, to think more deeply about his faith, what it means to live in relationship with God, and what it means to live fully into relationship with others. Nicodemus learned from the experience that faith grows beyond our knowing facts, beyond our compiling evidence, and beyond our gathering answers. He discovered that faith defies rational understanding, that faith sometimes confounds us, that faith is nourished when it's felt, felt in the heart, and faith is nourished through actions that we take. Nabil Qureshi learned this as well as he tried to understand originally his Islamic faith more deeply. As he and a Christian friend debated the merits of their faith, they sought to explain their belief by gathering facts and evidence from their scriptures. But as in the encounter with Nicodemus, Jesus had something different in mind for Nabil. And he too left the encounter 
with his friend and Jesus feeling somewhat confounded. Something in the moment took hold of Nabil's heart that defied all understanding to him. Jesus captured his attention. His world was rocked. His heart was forever changed. He became a Christian. And much like Nicodemus, he was challenged to understand that living our faith is far beyond having all the answers at our fingertips. It's hearing Jesus' voice deep inside us, a call of the heart that we respond to, a call of the heart that is best expressed and deepened by experience and by action. Now, in a very poignant moment, Nabil shares a cherished memory, an Islamic action that nourished his faith. At the time of his birth, his father gently whispered the azan, the Muslim call to prayer in his ears. Now imagine this, a newborn baby, and his father is whispering, God is great. There is no God but God. Nabil used the story to illustrate how powerful a simple daily gesture of faith can be, how simple, how a simple action can be a powerful expression of faith. And moved by this story, I, I try to adapt it to my own practice. And each morning I say the words that were said that are said at baptism. You have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. As I start my day with that morning prayer, it helps me to remember not only who I am, but whom I belong to in a world that constantly tries to tell me otherwise. It helps me to remember the baptismal call to live my faith through experience and action. And it helps me to remember the commitment that I made to help each one of you do the same. Through our baptism, we are born anew in water and spirit. We are sealed by the Holy Spirit. We are marked as Christ's own forever, sharing in the divine life that is given to each one of us sacramentally. And reborn in that way, we are reborn into God's family. We are shaped and sustained by the Spirit who enlivens spiritual gifts within each of us, gifts that aid our ministry as we work individually and collectively to build the reign of God here on earth. If we are marked as Christ's own and we possess spiritual gifts, we have a responsibility. And the responsibility is to move from faithful curiosity to one of action, leaving our marks of faith in this world, a world that desperately needs us to leave our marks of faith. And the Anglican Church offers us these marks of mission. The first is tell, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom 
to be willingly, boldly to come out of the darkness of night and to step into the light, sharing our faith experiences with others. Teach, to nurture our faith through study, to nurture our faith through education, to share what we know so that others might know Christ through us. Tend, to respond to human needs through service. To transform, to transform unjust structures of society. To pursue peace and reconciliation and reparation. To eradicate injustice, to advocate nonviolence, to purvey forgiveness, to work to end discrimination and ignorance, and to dismantle all the blocks that prevent Christ's love from filling this world. And lastly, treasure, to strive to safeguard the integrity of creation, to sustain and renew life of the earth, to commit each one of us to be good stewards, to observe and to promote practices of sustainability, conservation, and renewal. This, my friends, is our faith in action. This is what it means to be marked as Christ's own, for us to leave our mark as we work to build the reign of God. This is what it means, despite the darkness of our time, to be born again of water and spirit. This Lent, the light of Easter beckons each one of us to come out of the night, just like Nabil and Nicodemus, and to move forward into the light, to move forward with grace. Amen.